Welcome everybody to Bakker Chemie AG. I'd like to talk today to about our Q2 results, which we published yesterday. Quite an exciting quarter in a difficult and challenging environment. Um, let's go through our presentation. So what you see on this picture here up front is actually the beginning of an extension of our facility in Jena, in Eastern Germany, where we're going to build a large mRNA competence center. You may know that we have established um, with a lot of investments and rather successfully, actually, uh, pDNA and mRNA competences, and this is for our biosolutions business. So here's the um, safe harbor statement. I suggest to read it, maybe after the presentation. Um, here's the highlights for our Q2 results. Sales came in at 2.2 billion euros, a whopping 45% over last year and literally just spread across the entire portfolio. EBDA came in at 626. First quarter was 644. There were some benefits from Siltronic in the first quarter, so I would call it even, but it's more than twice as high or nearly twice as high as it was in last year in Q2. EBDA margin scratching the 30% at close to 29%. Earnings per share over seven euros, but cash flow down because, well, what do we do in the second quarter? We pay out our dividend. And in this time around, we also paid for the acquisition of a specialty silicones company that fits rather well, like a missing jigsaw puzzle piece into our silicones portfolio and the Seco performance materials. But I'll talk about that in a moment. So what happened in our businesses? Across the chemicals businesses, we uh, pricing drove results in sales. Um, we increased prices to address unprecedented ROAS and energy rises. You're familiar with the energy issue uh, on ROAS that was largely silicon metal, but also VAM increased substantially. Polysilicon, on the other hand, stayed tight. Actually, prices seem to be staying up higher for longer than we had originally expected. Um, that's driven by very strong demand in solar and semi. And uh, we have actually lower inventory levels than uh, last year. And we actually also sold less volume than last year's because we, at that time we were uh, using off uh, inventory. So the SECO specialty silence uh, transaction was closed during the second quarter. Um, somewhere in our half year report, you find uh, numbers on the performance of SECO. SECO contributed 8 million euros in EBDA since the acquisition was closed in early May to the Q2 results. So you'll see this is a business with 30% margins, rather good. On sustainability, well, diversity is here to stay and it's, it's a good thing. Vaca is internationalizing rapidly. And this means not only with growth in CapEx uh, outside of Germany, but also that management migrates uh, to uh, places outside Germany. So it's no longer all Germano-centric. We have more and more colleagues that run operations from places that are not in South Bavaria. So also we are recognizing contribution from, from women. We're making very good progress here. Always difficult in a business that is dominated by sciencey types, but we're getting there. And I think most important in this quarter was that we slightly deviated from more longstanding practice of being, being extremely conservative on our guidance. And that is that we provided guidance that is rather ambitious, but we'll get there into a moment. Here's one, something on the background. So you see on the left-hand side, the charts and how electricity and natural gas are reaching new highs. War in Ukraine and the hostage situation that Germany experiences with regards to gas supplies out of Russia are not helping. 
So natural gas drove energy prices up, but we're taking actions. So we're not just sitting here on our hands and watching the situation since mid-February or so, we have task forces in place that we're looking into where can we substitute? How can we change the way that we do things? How do we source? Do we have the right equipment and so forth? And uh, you know, we've made very good progress on that. So we are looking for alternatives uh, in, 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 instead of burning natural gas, can we use alternative fuels or can we switch to electricity? Um, we've also have a long-standing hedging policy in place. We hedge our raw materials over 36 months rolling forward. Um, and we largely hedge for 22, about two thirds for 23 and a quarter for 24. I think most important is that we got the message from the grid regulator that our Burkhausen um, combined heat and power plant is system relevant for the regional high voltage electricity grid. And that means um, it's probably gonna be one of the last utilities standing with regards to access to gas. Uh, because the electricity provided by that turbine is necessary to keep things up and running in Southeast Germany. So with that, let's look into what do we make of it? Well, we've seen stellar performance across the board in the second quarter, and I'll get to that in a moment. But that means that we need to desperately update our guidance. You know, our guidance had become a little bit stale. We reached the lower end of our original guidance already with these uh, half-year results. So kind of means that we need to add to our guidance. We now see sales exceeding 8 billion euros, quite a substantial landmark for Wacker, 8 to 8.5 billion euros, so about a billion more than we uh, had originally expected. And we see EBITDA now in a range of 1.8 to 2.3. Now that looks like a really, really wide range, but in reality, the range is between 2 and 2.3 for operational purposes. So why do we take this approach? We say there's a ton of uncertainty out there. And so in, to address this uncertainty, we split the, the problem of guiding for, for results into two parts. The first part is, what do we expect our businesses are capable of doing, even in light of adversity or increasing challenges towards the end of the year? We're convinced that our businesses can supply an EBDA this year of between 2 and 2.3 billion euros. As a reminder, last year we achieved 1.4, the year before just 600. So pretty good performance. And that despite raw materials going increasing 1.5 billion over the last year. So substantial power in here. Um, but we also say we need to address the risks associated with this gas situation, including all potential costs that could ensue from a decision to move away from gas or from gas curtailment. So if we lump all of that together, we get to additional costs of 200 to 250 million Quite frankly, that only happens if the system relevance of the turbine breaks, which is rather unlikely, but this is the, the end, the bottom end of the range. So you could say that at the low end of the range, we're 50% of H1, and at the top end of the range, we're 90% of, of H1. But I would say, I would look at the two to 2.3 billion for the true underlying earnings power. Now, what have we done in, uh, in Q2 so far uh, that has helped us uh, move forward? You remember we talked about a strategy that we deployed uh, in, uh, and announced in, at the Capital Markets Day in, at the end of March uh, with some, some really uh, ambitious targets with regards to the growth of the business and our market positions and so forth. Files are all available on the web. Have a look at it. I like it. 
Um, the, uh, so we, we've opened up a silicone uh, production site in India that is rather promising. We have substantial space there so that we can grow this site to a substantial size over the next couple of years. Um, Panagar is not far from Calcutta, so that gives you a geographic idea. And we already have a very well-functioning joint venture in that area. Um, we're also expanding capacities, upstream capacities in Burghausen and Mikritz, and so that's our German plans, literally because we run out of material. So we need more demand for our products. It's so strong, we just need more. The biosolutions, we just talked about this at the front page, I opened up an mRNA competence center in Eastern Germany. And at the same time, we have, we're opening uh, a uh, biotechnology research center in Munich. Quite interesting, cooperating with uh, the university here, Munich Technical University of Munich, uh, a world-renowned uh, uh, outfit. And so this is going to propel innovation and research for our biotechnology business. Um, we've also opened a regional innovation center and admin center in Ann Arbor in the U.S. So that's for biotech and silicones and, and polymers is making progress in, on their plant expansion in China, despite all those lockdowns, which is actually quite a success story. Now let's move to PNL first, obviously. You see everything's driven by price, a little bit by volume mix, tiny tailwind from FX. What you see here in the gross margin is essentially the effect of the price increases. What you see across the board, vastly improved numbers. The results, this spot here includes 21 million contribution from Siltronic, by the way. So this gets us to a ROSI in the second quarter of well over 20%, close to 30%. Let's have a look at the balance sheet. I told you before that there's a rather sensitive response to changes in the discount rate. With every 50 basis points that the discount rate increases or decreases, our pension liabilities move by 400 million euros. So what you see here is that our pension liability decreased by over a billion euro since the end of last year. So in the first six months, just a billion euros in lower pension liabilities. And if you compare that to the prior year, end of 2020, it's actually over 2 billion. So pensions peaked at 2.7 billion and they're now down to 600. For those of you who consider pensions debt, we can have a discussion about that, but I know some people do that. Um, it's probably worthwhile uh, putting that new number in your valuation sheets. But we also saw uh, working capital increases. Well, that comes if your sales fly up and if raw materials increases, this is it. Substantial amount of cash and securities on the books and actual, actually ending the whole year, the whole quarter again with a positive net cash position overall. So let's have a look at the pension evolution here, see what happened from close to zero up to 3.3 and how that contracted. I think with the latest news of further rate hikes uh, that we can expect that number kind of to vanish over the next probably year or so. So there we end up with silicones, um, our largest business highly innovative business, spread across regions, industries, customers, generations of products and so forth, rather resilient. About 15% of sales are commodities. These have come lately a bit under pressure. Supply, uh, additional supply, typically servicing the more volatile, more cyclical parts of the industry, such as construction or textiles, and hence highly receptive to mood changes or PMI changes. Uh, what were the highlights in Q2? Sales were driven by the strong pricing and that we experienced in specialties, but also the 8 million contribution from SECO. Pricing is really the main driver for EBTA. Uh, you see the substantial change between Q2 this year and Q2 prior year. 
do EBDA increase by over 100%, that's largely due to pricing. Now, our outlook for this year is rather steep. We can get there. I'm actually quite convinced that we can get there, but it's a high number. Never seen a number this high in this business. Um, 3.5 billion euros of sales with an EBITDA between 900 million and a billion euros. Now that that thing, that's a billion euros from Silicon. Wow. Um, pricing says pricing is stable in, in, in specialties, volumes also. Some slowdown, as I said, in the more cyclical parts of the business, but in a quarter-on-quarter -quarter comparison, profitability will be somewhat under pressure because we no longer have trailing benefits from raw materials that we enjoyed, especially in the first quarter. Let's move on to our second uh, largest chemicals business. This is the polymers division. Polymers came in with a result pretty much on the level of the prior quarter. Now, what's the big difference? Sales increased and uh, margin kind of contracted. It's really the rise in raw materials and our time delays and passing that on. We continue to face very strong demand across the board. We have pricing increases in place and our surcharge system in place to address the rise in raw materials uh, and ancillary costs. Um, effectively, this means that we've come to a much closer match between pricing and the change in raw materials. In the past, it always used to be adjusted on an annual basis and that is now adjusting much more rapidly to our welcome surprise, because we had expected difficulties having at our customers with this customers with this approach, but apparently that seems to be working. Also, the approach that we've chosen is highly collaborative. Uh, I think we faced in the course of the last year this business alone, since Q1 2021, is in raw material cost increases of over six hundred million dollars euros, and we've um, passed on six hundred million of that. So. Our customers appreciate that we share the burden with them. And that has actually meant that despite us increasing prices 10 times in a row, we've actually increased our market share quite a feat. So we see sales reaching this year 2.1 billion euros and an EBITDA on par with prior year. Now, if we look into the third quarter, there's going to be a turnaround, which will drop uh, the results in the third quarter by about 30 million or so. So we see here some signs of weakening in demand. I mean, you've heard this from all the various coatings companies there who are our customers, that there's uh, especially signs in Europe and in China. And there's also some destocking as there are expectations about decreasing raw material prices. Well, which you can see at the back end of the presentation in the appendix is not materializing. So expect us to continue to compensate further cost increases with higher prices. Let's move on to biosolutions. So sales growth here, actually largely driven by bioingredients this time. We had suffered from a force majeure in our life sciences business that occurred earlier this year. And we were able to conclude that early May, well ahead of plan. And that meant that these students were running again. We saw groundbreaking for an RMRA production site, as we talked about. Our sales outlook is somewhat unchanged, but EBDA will be lower. And the three reasons for that are A, the force majeure, B, the investments in digitization for our biopharma business, the ability to trade and, and deal with our customers with SAP and other ERP systems, but also because a large customer is not servicing their contractual obligations. So we think that's, uh, that earnings from that contract can be, will, be, will have to be deferred into next year. We're in arbitration, so let's see where this goes. Polysilicon continues to track along nicely. You see a slight decline quarter over quarter, 
um, to only 37% margin. Jeez, what standards? So prices were sequentially higher in Q2. Uh, we have very, we saw very strong demand for solar and semi polysilicon. So not just the solar that everybody talks about, but also semi trucking along. We keep getting share and sell more and more material. Uh, we now think that we can uh, achieve sales of 2.1 billion euros in polysilicon with an EBDA between 700 and 850 million euros. And so that means that if you look into the first part of the year, which is about 440 million in the second half of the year, that profitability in H2 will be lower. And the core reason for that is that we're facing significantly higher loss in energy prices in the second half versus the first half. So where's our financial position? You see the cash flow generation here, the cash flow for long-term investing includes M&A of 185 million euros for SECO. You see the 400 million paid out for dividends and net financial assets were 120 million after all those things. Here's our updated guidance for the full year. So over 8 billion euros in sales. EBITDA at midpoint, I would say 2.1, but including all those provisionary or prudent charges that we put in there for potential gas costs, it's from 1.8 to 2.3 billion. EBITDA margin roughly comes out at the same level as last year. You see cash flow clearly positive, CapEx around 600 million. Please note that M&A is not included in the CapEx and positive net financial assets, but also net income, which is the basis for a dividend payment is gonna be substantially higher than last year. So depreciation stays at 400. Rosie also significantly higher the cost of capital. Cost of capital we estimated at 10%. So probably in that vicinity, maybe a bit up in Texas. Well, there you, there you go. So that's what we can say about uh, the second quarter. It's been a pretty strong, strong quarter. There are some uh, emerging clouds on the horizon. Uh, yet you see, despite those, we are not seeing any significant slowdown in earnings or in sales development. I think that speaks to the strength and the resilience of our business model. This is an exciting place. If you have additional questions on Vaka Kimi, please feel free to call. Uh, you'll find our contact details on the last slide here, and I'm looking forward to speaking to you. Thank you. Disclaimer. As described in our lethal section on our website www.seat11a.com, this publication is just for informational purposes only. This means it is not considered to give you any investment advice. Any opinion or recommendation expressed by the companies is neither given nor supported by us and should not be considered an investment advice from our side. Also remember that any opinion or recommendation expressed is subject to changes without further notice. The content itself is obtained from sources believed to be reliable, but we do not guarantee its accuracy, completeness, or timeline of its content. Seat11a.com and its employees disclaim all liabilities for any loss that may arise in any form from any use of information in the video slash audio and from our website. We neither express any opinion on the future value of any security or other investment vehicle, nor recommend any investment based on the information given. Please consider the publications and our website as a platform for companies to present themselves.
but you need to seek financial advice from an expert regarding the accuracy and appropriateness of the material presented or recommended by the companies in the publication, as we are just considered a publisher. We may hold and trade any time securities in the presenting company, may it be a listed or private company. By consuming our content, you agree to these terms and the terms in our legal section on our website.